Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world. In the light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura, I'm Cody Fields, president of the Noseminster family of guitar effects. You can check us out at westminstereffects.com and make sure you join in the discussion in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. I'm joined in person, uh, less than six feet away. Bradley Cox, uh, pastor at Res Church in Greer, South Carolina, MVP of you got this Come on. Ah, National come on. Preaching League. As as uh, as voted on by the All Seven Days, All Live, Seven Days, uh, where Bradley also appears uh, about once a month, and we are joined via the interwebs by a healthily. Uh, multiple thousands of feet away. This is John Ross, Westminster Effects artist, Augsburgian Christian grumpy church nerd, occasionally sexy boat captain, and uh, and construction man from Lincoln, Nebraska. Construction man? Yeah. When did, what? Yeah, no, I, I didn't switch jobs. I, uh, I've been building this... Uh, so. I've been building this this playhouse, and those of you on the on on the on the podcast can't hear the air bunnies that I'm using because it started as a playhouse. But um, oh, no. you know, when I when I was a kid, it was it was a few two by fours, and you know, just OSB, throw some paint on it. There you go, Jonathan. Here's there's your playhouse. Yep. Um, this one is uh, this one's on a eighty square foot. Uh, free-floating deck, 60-square-foot structure, 16-inch on-center studding, full-gabled roof, the whole thing, <laughs> windows. And, and this this is all because Kelly was like, your daughter wants this for her birthday. And I was like, can't we just buy one? She's like, no, it'll be cheaper to build it. Uh, nope. Uh, the the survey uh, indicated that that, that, that that was a lie. That that was a lie. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're we're getting we're getting close to being being uh, wrapped up with that. I gotta do some final structure pieces, but then Kelly wants to put walls up on the inside and insulate it. I'm like, you know, like I insulate it. I really, <laughs> I really appreciate the confidence that you have in me. You know, through, the, through this entire endeavor, but like. You got to remember that my construction experience is like 100% from like theater stage design. I mean, my stuff is meant to be seen from like 50 feet away and to last about three weeks. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So I've been busting my butt on that. My back's sore and I smell like sawdust, which isn't bad. And my hands that, hurt. That's a good smell. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> It's like I, I grilled last night mm. and then I just smelled like smoke the rest of the night. I was like, this is kind of nice. Yeah. Like, why don't why don't we have colognes that smell like this? <laughs> you know, my uh Or so, we could just burn stuff and run through the smoke a couple times. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> then that counts as your scent for the rest of the day. So yeah, at what I was working am, on. Am I wrong? No, not at all. After uh <laughs> uh after working on it yesterday, I was like, oh crap, I didn't plan anything for dinner. Well then our our friend shows up and and uh passes at a safe distance a plate of brisket that our good friend smoked yesterday and it was like when got dinner taken care of so that was that was nice um i'll just jump into to church this week if that's all right do it so we are continuing our lenten series which is based on the uh uh, a, a dichotomy statement. We are, he is. Um, that will meet its uh, culmination on Easter uh, with a he will. Um, now, throughout the few, you know, the last few weeks, we've talked about um, things like we are stressed. He is providing rest, right? We, not meant to be a slant rhyme, that just how it turned out. Um, we are craving acceptance. God is providing identity. And today is we are craving stuff, our materialistic nature of accumulating all these things, but God is providing needs. 
which uh, was a really great kind of topical launching point to talk about how God uses the needs uh, that he calls forwards in our lives. I mean, needs from uh, to food, to shelter, uh, clothing, things like that, not to give us a, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff I have, but to point us towards the reliance that we have on God so that we can see uh, his, uh, his actions and give him glory for those rather than relishing what, what we have. Um, often reminded in this topic of, I think it's Psalm 145, Luther uh, actually uses uh, this as an excerpt for the beginning of uh, his meal prayer, which uh, I think takes longer to pray than it actually does to eat the meal you're praying for. But um, it begins with, uh, oh, the eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give them their food or their meat in the proper time. You open up your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Uh, it's, you know, this series has been a, a great, uh, kind of doxological exploration of how God acts in our lives to his glory and to our benefit. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I served as uh, as worship leader uh, this uh, this week. Now, of course, we're doing live stream just like everybody else, um, really playing to an empty room. Uh, what Rez is, has been doing at least the last couple weeks, I think, the, the kind of the little worship circle on stage, is that what you did this past weekend as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we recorded we recorded yeah. 3 weeks of Ah, okay. of worship in one 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 setting. Now, yeah, our, we are we are not live streaming. Yeah, our South Campus is doing that, but but you're streaming the recording live. Yes, that's right. right. Okay, that's C- right. That way, CCLI is nice to you. Um, mm. So we have our band together on the platform, and everyone is six feet away. Um, but a few of us are st- are, are considered staff, so that uh, restriction doesn't really uh, doesn't really apply, so to speak. Um, it does in common sense, of course. I mean, we, we're, we're still not, you know, hugging and, and giving high fives and whatnot. But um, we've made the, uh, made the call for at least the time being to do our, uh, our services live stream on a Sunday morning at our 11 o'clock service time. Uh, Pastor Hutton feels more, uh, he's a not necessarily a stream of consciousness preacher, uh, but in the sense of, his sermons are are natural when they're delivered, and uh, and he he didn't feel comfortable with the pre recording aspect of it for whatever reason. That and I'm pretty sure he just didn't have uh, like three weeks ready to go. <laughs> I think he I think he had to to, to write a few of them up. Um, but uh, yeah, you know it went really well. I was actually just watching back uh, the the stream uh, before uh, before we uh, we started recording today. And, uh, you know, it looked all right. We got off in the first song, which was Even So Come. Um, and and this, is a, this is a big downside of, of using um, supplemental tracks. And we don't have much in our tracks, but uh, it was obvious enough for those who at least are, are somewhat, uh, you know, somewhat well-versed in, in music and in rhythm that there was something just a little off. And, uh, and, and I, I was listening back and I kind of realized that I, I drug on the first chorus just a little bit and got us off by one beat for the entire song. And Come it was, on, man. And I know. And I, I tried to keep getting us back on track, but everyone else was like, yeah, we're pushing forward. I'm like, are you guys not noticing what's happening here? Oh my gosh, please not. Um, you can even see me in the stream with like my hand down on my side going, no, no, please, please just wait. Let me, go. <laughs> Let me get us back. So, uh, um, there's uh, there's a proof case for a, uh, a music director mic uh, <laughs> that probably would have been helpful, but um, <laughs> the uh, the rest of the stream uh, went really well. And you know, one thing that we've been noticing is is you know, in spite of having um, technically a recording every Sunday, it's not something that we usually disseminate because of licensing and things in the past. And uh, and now this gives the entire band an opportunity to go back and and really listen to game tape, uh, so to speak. I mean, like, like you Mm -hmm. would, uh, you know, to, to refine your, your, your sports ball teams and, and such. So, you know, that's, that's been a cool opportunity and it's given us a, 
a new perspective from which to talk about our uh, um, last week's uh, service in our worship planning meetings that happen every Monday. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was it was good. It was it was enjoyable. Um, didn't have to get there at seven like I usually do, and was able to get there at nine and uh, and get out of there by twelve thirty and uh, and go back and join my family and and take care of some projects. So yeah, it was a, it was a good day and free brisket. Can't complain about that. <laughs> Cannot complain about free brisket. So uh, at res or at least emanating from the social media presence <laughs> of res, uh, Bradley, you pre-recorded a sermon on Thursday and we pre-recorded that music what, 2 weeks ago now. Yep. Which I wonder if people are who are just watching the Res feed, like, now that I'm saying something, they'll know uh, if they watch both or listen to both or whatever. But the musicians didn't change clothing <laughs> from right. last week to <laughs> right. this week, and they won't for next week either. Yeah. So, so I, I wonder if real, people are actually real noticing funny that. on that. So our Yankee Hill campus um, di- uh, did record a couple weeks ahead. Uh, I think it was last weekend. And their worship leader, uh, Matt, was like, hey, bring a change of clothes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like okay i mean yeah. I, I guess you know don't want to break the fourth wall from a performance aspect but i don't know i found that i found that funny and it, and it was done in it, it was done in in with a good heart you know it, it was just like right. let's make this seem more more real right uh yeah but yeah i mean if you look at cartoons they wear the same clothes all the dang time and no one no one complains about it i mean bart simpson that i'm that i need to buy bart simpson shirts 20 years because like every shirt of mine has a hole somewhere that shirt has not gotten a hole in it and all through all those all those halloween specials like i mean that's some quality clothing right there (laughs) so with the pre-recorded aspect, Bradley, how weird is it to watch yourself preach on a Sunday? <laughs> you know, I, I was worried about that, it, you know, before the first Sunday, but it's not that weird. It's um, just like watching your regular game film? Yeah, I mean, I I've, I guess I've kind of gotten used to watching myself because, I, I mean, after I preach, I go back and watch and listen, oh, and sure. I try to I, I try to get better as a communicator and... Um, and as a teacher of the Bible, so I, it's not it's not entirely weird for me to watch myself anymore. Uh, but there's something really sweet too about, um, and I've tried to embrace this mentally, emotionally, is sitting in the living room with my family on the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same. It's you know, I, I, I hesitate, like we talked about in the previous uh, episode, and maybe the one upcoming as well that um that hasn't released yet when we're recording this about the fact that we're not gathering. I mean a lot of churches are using that language. Yeah. Um we're gathering online. No you're not. Yep. You're not gathering online. This is this is not ideal. Um this it, is not actually it actually like I've I, I even had the thought yesterday of like obviously we're we're thankful for the technology that allows us to do mm-hmm. what we're doing, mm-hmm. but at the same time I had the thought of Man, this kind of sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm going to include this in some sort of, in, in one of the services upcoming, it might even be this week, where I'm going to talk about the fact that you know, this generation really knows nothing of writing letters. I mean, we'll send emails, text, you know, yeah. but there, there are probably people listening to this podcast that have never written a handwritten letter mm-hmm. and sent it to someone. Uh, but when Mary and I were dating and engaged, um, that was still a thing. Yeah. We didn't have text message and email was even really a very, very new thing. You're um, old. And we are, <laughs> we are. I mean, I'm, I'm about to turn 43. So, I mean, but you know, there was something really sweet. Like there, you, you, de- you never wanted to be a part. And I remember the summer I was doing an internship in a different state from where she was living before we were married and we wrote letters to each other all the time. Yeah. And there was something really sweet, romantic, and even intimate about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that is valuable, something that enhanced our relationship, and our relationship grew through letter writing. But letter writing was never an end unto itself. Right. It, it, the, the, the point, the goal, is that letter writing is a stopgap until we're able to come together 
face to face again. And that that is one way I think to think about the way churches are doing church right now or having church services or offering people content and resources to facilitate worship on the Lord's day is that we're it's almost like we're writing letters to each other now and at some point we're going to come back together and that's going to be great. My my prayer has been from the get-go with this thing is that we'll have a heightened a sense of appreciation and gratitude and mm. joy in our physical gatherings yeah. that we probably were taking for granted before all this started. Hopefully this this turns into um you know, as we call them, the greatest generation, and how they saved so much because they lived through the Great Depression. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully, that kind of turns into people washing their how dang we hands. The church gathered and and washing your hands. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you go to a Walmart restroom. Yeah. Wash your hands. Holy Gross. crap. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were in uh, Ephesians six, correct? We did. We finished five. Finished five, and yeah. and went into chapter six, yep. where Paul talks about he he you know the talks to me, about the, women submitting and staying in the kitchen, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the key instruction in Ephesians five to me is uh, verse eighteen, when Paul says, "Don't get drunk with wine in evil days." Uh, that would be the temptation is to waste your life by doing things like that. Instead, he says, "Be filled with the Spirit," and mm-hmm. so the after he gives that command, he just then goes on to just describe what spirit-filled living, spirit-filled people do, what their lives look like. And that starts with singing to one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual yep. songs, yep. making melody your heart to the Lord, giving thanks to God always and for everything. And then he goes right into relationships by saying, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then he talks about husbands, wives, children, parents, slaves, and masters. And so... Um, we got all the way through children and parents this past Sunday, and I thought it was really sweet to talk about the family and relationships Mm -hmm. in light of the fact that people have a lot more time with each other (laughs) at home than than they're used to. So I thought it, I thought it was really timely. Really really providential, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just happened to land there because we, we planned this series through the second half of Ephesians back in January before we had any idea. Right. That this is where we would, what we would be doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the themes in Holy Scripture are applicable and relevant without any extra work on our part. Holy Spirit. Exactly. And we titled, <laughs> we titled the series Faith in Everyday Life. Um, and we're, we're just basically picking up because our church had been through the entirety of Romans. And mm-hmm. so we've, we lived in all of that, you know, uh, theology about salvation, about faith and grace and sovereignty. Uh, we lived in that for the better part of two years. And so um, we picked up in the middle of Ephesians to really start to... I just love the way Paul applies his theology to everyday life in the second mm-hmm. half of Ephesians. Yep. And so that, that, that just fit with our church um, to, to pick up right there and, and faith in everyday life. And here we are. Uh, we're, we're reconnecting with our families, probably a lot of us in ways that we haven't in a long time because people that aren't used to homeschooling are homeschooling and (laughs) people are working from home and, you know, the memes are rampant about stuff going on (laughs) at home. The memes are, oh my goodness. (laughs) So I've, I've gotten several compliments on the memes that I've shared lately. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you see, did you see the one of my own making the other day? Which one was that? It was the one with the eagle. I'm sure I did see it, but... Yeah, we, so on Friday... So in Nebraska, we have a, a drive-through uh, wildlife safari park, is what it's called. And and it's associated with the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo, which is which is one of like the top 10 zoos in the nation. And um, they have a drive-through uh, park that's all uh, Nebraska wildlife. So uh, bison, elk, whitetail... Um, uh, pelicans, sandhill cranes, uh, you know, the whole, the whole gamut. And, uh, the, you know, obviously all the, uh, outside of vehicle activities were, were closed. But, uh, when we were driving through, I saw there was a bald eagle. They have, they have a few bald eagles and it was just standing there kind of looking, 
<laughs> looking very dejected on the other side of this fence. And so <laughs> I took a picture of it and I captioned it and threw it up on Facebook and it didn't go viral because I guess I'm not that that cool and or stupid. <laughs> and, I, and I just captioned it, every American right now, just this dejected bald eagle behind, <laughs> behind the fence. <laughs> well played. Well so played. Along, the lines of, along the lines of zoo... I have gotten sucked into this Tiger King thing. Oh, oh no! <laughs> it, I didn't, listen, I, I, I didn't it, know it, it was a thing until yesterday, dude. It you talk about the whole train wreck thing, and you can't look away. I I I I have been hooked. Like, I, and it's, I don't even like the show. I I don't like it. It's it is it is a Jerry Springer episode times a thousand. <laughs> But but you can't. But you it's can't like it, well, it, there's a perfect storm happening here. Okay, a I started watching it, which I shouldn't have started because then I'm like, this is insane. How much crazier can this get? And then the other thing is, when when the quarantine stuff happened, we had been toying with the idea of letting the kids get Disney Plus. Yep. Um, and j- just so they could have something, you know, kind of special there. But sure. we told them, we said, look, we're not keeping Netflix and Disney Plus. I just don't need that much entertainment in my house. <laughs> so I said, if we get Disney Plus, we're getting rid of Netflix. But you do need the Mandalorian in your house. Well, the Mandalorian's good, uh, yes. I will admit. But so we did this. We, we, caught, we, we canceled Netflix, but, you know, because we had paid, we have it through April the 6th. And I started Tiger King. <laughs> and now I'm like, Mary, we got to finish this thing before <laughs> Netflix cancels or ends, our subscription ends. Okay, so, so, I'm like, so the only television I watch, I watch kids' shows and am incredibly well-versed. I would put my knowledge of Doc McStuffins, Daniel Tiger, and Boss Baby yeah. up against anybody, almost like I could preach on it. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Boss Baby. My kids uh, love Boss Baby. <laughs> Um, and then like Star Trek, like outside of those things, <laughs> by the way, Star Trek Picard is freaking brilliant. So if you're <laughs> it, it, just go, go do that. Um, cue me in here, fill me in. What, what's, what's like the elevator pitch of Tiger King? Cause I have no clue. Okay. So the, the deal is you've got this homosexual cowboy Who's an exotic animal owner in a little town called Winniewood, Oklahoma? Brokeback Safari, got it. And he's got like 200 and some big cats. And he makes his money by letting people come and pet the, the cubs and then also see him do little demonstrations and stuff. But the guy. The guy is a dumpster fire. I mean, he is like, <laughs> he he does the craziest things, but there's this quasi Hatfield and McCoy feud going on between him and this woman whose mission in life is to stop and make all of the large cat exotic animal owners in the U.S. cease and desist, get rid of their cats because she's an animal rights activist or whatever. But she, there's this mystery around her because there's speculation that she's she's a multimillionaire now because she married a very wealthy man a couple of decades her senior who mysteriously disappeared. Mm. And in his mysterious disappearance, she made herself the executor of his estate and gave herself all the power of attorney. And so she got all his money... And supposedly, we haven't gotten this far in, in, the, in the show, but the Tiger King, you know, homosexual cowboy in Oklahoma, ex- exotic animal owner, put out a hit on her life, and now he's in prison because of it, I think. But we haven't gotten that far. I mean, it is just like... <laughs> that really got out of hand fast. This is, as this crazy is like, as you can imagine this, this thing is going, like every is. secondary film plot trope combined into like one film into one seven with, episode series it, it with, with and listen gay, this is not an endorsement guy. from <laughs> this is not an this is not an endorsement of the show from the mvp of the preaching league let me just make that perfectly clear do not be like me do as i say not as i do <laughs> 
Oh, man. I don't even know where to go from there. Segway. You're the Segway master. There is no Segway. Uh, the main topic is staying connected during the coronavirus or other natural disasters or what have you. Oh, uh, we need some sort of like and a, and a musical par- interlude right here. Oh, there there, there, there always is some musical interlude. There <laughs> and always apparently is. you can do that while listening to your pastor regale you <laughs> with how he enjoys the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy it. That's the thing. It's like I sit there with my okay, hands he, on my he head. He's addicted to the Tiger King. I've just got to see where it finishes. You know, it's like I'm committed now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, I don't even. I don't even. Much like a white girl, I can't even right now. Oh man, <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy. Uh, and there, uh, there's so many things I've I've left out that are just the more ins- the, the, Imagine the most insane thing you can imagine, and it's multiplied many times over. <laughs> I mean, I think you got John teared up over there. I mean. A- <laughs> I mean, you think the the most wild thing I can imagine, I mean, gay cowboy that owns a bunch of of wild big cats in Oklahoma, I mean, that's pretty much that, like, already. (laughs) That's everything minus the Florida man headline. Yes. You you know, if you want to make a spiritual segue here. (laughs) Oh, no. And you got to be careful with this because, I, like, I, I find myself like it's pro- this is not healthy. It's really not healthy because I find myself almost with a little fighting off a little bit of self righteousness. Like, I'm way I, better than that guy. Yeah. Well, because like you, this is this this captures. You know, you, you look at Romans chapter one and two, and when Paul talks about you know the wrath of God is being revealed. Yeah, against the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, and then he talks about how God handed them over, right, to their their lusts and their passions and their deceitful desires and all this stuff. And that word "hand over" is 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 a judicial term. It's a yep. Yep. handing over and it giving them over. Those acts in and of themselves are judgment from God. Yeah, and I love the way Piper says it. Piper says it's a dramatization of the misguided, misappropriated heart worship. They worshipped themselves. They worshipped idols. They worshipped money. They worshipped sex, and that gets dramatized in things like homosexuality and 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 other things where man actually begins to call evil good. Yep. And this show is almost like it it it's 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 the tape played all the way out, really, of of what the depravity of man is capable of like yeah. it's 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 there and it there's this weird mixture of like you know people watch this and i think they could identify with with these people in some ways and you, you i even find myself going like oh god that would make me angry too or that would get me upset too or i feel sorry for him because of how he was brought up in his childhood or whatever and then yet you see that tape played all the way out and just the, the most insane behavior the most destructive behavior that you can imagine and um man it's like kind of a uh an extreme microcosm of of what you see in general society though right it really is it really is cuz it's it's all about greed sex power attention mm-hmm. entertainment it's it it the the appetites of the flesh drive everything in that in those people's lives mm. and it is it's awful it's like real life game of thrones but with tigers uh, yeah i've never watched game of thrones <laughs> so i i didn't get sucked into that so <laughs> i have so i there. have not either guard your heart Yep. Bless our hearts. All right. As, as we say in the South. Um, what were we talking we, we about? We might, we, we might just have to rename this episode being about the Tiger King. I don't know. <laughs> Probably get more attention. <laughs> Probably get more attention. Yeah. Uh, or both. Yeah. Well, just let's, do just do both. A, let's just do a double topic. So, staying connected in the middle of quarantine. Yes. Uh, so, how are we doing that? Um, so, uh, let, let's uh, let me ask a question. Yes. Are we talking about staying connected to people? 
Mm-hmm. Are we talking about staying connected to the church? Are we talking about staying connected to Christ? Are we talking about mm-hmm. what are we talking about? And are we talking about all the above? Yeah. So uh, my, it just got me flustered from this Tiger King thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the main thing was staying connected to the church. Okay. In the midst of all of this, and that got lost in translation because of. Uh, broke back safari on, <laughs> on the Great Plains. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this about staying connected to the church. Um, and I said this on Sunday in my in my sermon. It's really interesting to me how I, I, I'll speak for myself because I, I, this may not be may or may not be true for everybody else. But mm-hmm. this social distancing <clears throat> thing has actually made me more thoughtful and thankful yep. for the people I'm in relationship with and mm. every interaction I have with them. Like yep. I, I've done a lot of Zoom calls. Um, so many Zoom calls. So many Zoom calls, so many FaceTimes, phone calls, you know, calling my parents just to talk, you know, um, who they live, you know, on the kind of on the other side of town, so to speak. And um, just, just, I don't know. It's like, I'm I'm kind of grateful in a way for how this whole thing has made me think more intentionally about the conversations I'm having, being present in the moment, yep. as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 thinking about what's next on my agenda while I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. uh, instead of being present with them and savoring that. Um, and and I think this has been this is one of the good things that God is doing is that He's maybe just sort of renewing uh, renewing us renewing our minds on what it means to stay connected to people because the church, you know, staying connected to the church. What is that about? Well, it's really about staying connected to God's people. It's not just we're not just trying to stay connected to an organization or to right. the content that that organization is putting out. We're trying to stay connected to people. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I've been, you know, and, and I don't, I don't know that we figured it out. In fact, I'm sure we haven't. Is that um, Sunday? Uh, I did this the last two Sundays actually. Is I, I took my wife's laptop and I plugged it up to my my TV on the mm-hmm. wall, and so I had the service playing up on the TV, and then I had my laptop open in my lap. Because the the service we're using, Church Online, has a chat yep. function, I was right. bring and so the same I'm thing chatting up. away with people in the pre-service content, and and some during the service, during the worship, just people would log on and say, "Hey, the 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 Baldwins are here, or the Falks are here, or the Fields are here," and and I would just I was just firing mm-hmm. away, saying hey to people, just because you know the whole point of this thing is not just to watch an episode of church yeah but it's that we're doing this together um that i've tried to in every way i can keep that sense that res even though it's pre-recorded we're all watching it at the same time and there's at least a chat function that we can fellowship with with each other a little bit because i think that's the point of staying connected to the church is staying connected to people yep for in sure. addition to the <laughs> the other, you know, devoting ourselves to teaching and to worship and to prayer, mm-hmm. right? We want to do those things together with each other. And that's really hard right now, but there are some ways that we can at least keep a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like our, our small group has been really intentional. We have a group me chat, mm-hmm. uh, which has exploded mm-hmm. <laughs> the last week or so. And... uh and our small group, you know, some of our groups here at Res, <clears throat> um, I'm not coughing because of the the Rona. I'm coughing because of all of the pollen out there. It's it's kind of a terrible time to have seasonal allergies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody yeah. thinks you're dying. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have some groups at Res that take breaks for the summer or basically mm-hmm. break it up into semesters or what have you but we pretty much go all the time unless it's like on a holiday and uh, so we did a, a big zoom call of course our group is not really a small group and when everybody's there it's really closer to a small cult mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't use that word <laughs> we, we, well we joke about it Yeah, we yeah. joke about it 
in, in our small group all the time. But uh, so we ended up with like 20 people on that call. So it was a little chaotic at times. But at the same time, it's like you actually get to see and talk to the group. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a different dynamic than just a phone call, which is also important. True. Um, so there's there's that balance of of uh, the one-on-one and the... Uh, you still got me flustered with the Tiger King thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the group mentality. So anyway. Um, so yesterday, right after service ended... Um, you know, obviously, empty, you know, empty, empty room, but nonetheless, uh, I walked back in into the into the worship office, and I my phone was making a ringtone that I I didn't really recognize, and and turns out it was a Facebook Messenger call, and I opened it up, and everybody who hangs out together after church, like in the worship space. And chats, and their kids run around and play while you know the musicians are packing up or or whatnot. Um, were on this call in their own living rooms, and uh, I, I I don't know if it was my wife's idea. I think it was her idea to include me, but it was really cool that after service, I just un you know pulled it up, and there was my at least my immediate church family uh, there. Um, it gave a sense of of normalcy to be sure um but also that that sense of community that i think everybody is is missing out on uh yeah right yeah. now even even a couple of our friends had dressed up for church because their their daughter jojo said we need to dress up for church today and so yeah. <laughs> so derek put on this you know put on a three piece suit and and uh, and whatnot, and uh, my wife's uh, my wife has a has a ladies small group. They had a, a big Zoom meeting the other night, and uh, you know it's in uh, what one thing I found is that it's those bits and pieces that that really give us a chance to take a deep breath and be like, ah, oh, you know, my my people. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those which God has blessed me with, has put in my life to walk alongside me, and uh, um, it, I, you know, it was refreshing for me yesterday with that Facebook call. It was certainly refreshing for my wife with her group the other night. Um, you know, my wife even went out and had a parking lot date with her friend. One of them brought bagels. One of them brought coffee, and they parked um, side by side with their driver's windows about you know three feet apart. In a parking lot, and uh, had a little had a little coffee and bagel date. Um, you know, at two eleven, we're we're also doing the the church online piece. We actually started that this week. Um, we've been using uh, livestream dot com because we have a we have an older uh, we have an older account there, um, and we did the church online chat, and, and it was really it was really good to get feedback on not only the stream quality because you know we're mixing and, and producing that in real time. Um, but for the exact same reasons why you said, you know, you know, these people are here, these people are here. And, and, you know, while pastor was doing the service real time, he wasn't able to participate in the chat, but our worship arts director was, and, and that provided, uh, provided a a good, a good experience. Uh, you know, as far as our, uh, our family and children's ministries, I know that, uh, um, our, uh, our our catechism courses, uh, which we call cross training, are are going forward in a video based, uh, you know, format and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of this we we went from like zero to sixty. You know, because we are a big church, but we're a big church that has never done any of this extra stuff. We've done yeah. video production for use, like in the event. We've done video production for, uh, you know at home question answers with pastor or, or whatever for the cross training kids. But I mean, every ministry area has started, you know, doing all of these things that they've never done before. And while there, there'll never be a replacement for, I mean, even the same content in person, it's really cool that, I mean, this is shifting gears a little bit topically, but it's really cool that, um, 
out of necessity and this desire to continue, um, people who otherwise may not have ever had exposure or experience to this sort of technology or tools, you know, are are now getting well versed in it day by day. I mean, across the country, but you know, especially with within our churches and and you know, maybe maybe this will pan out being a a, a really a really good uh, phase for uh, shut-in ministry and and things like that, uh, or people who are medically quarantined for for other reasons. You know, once this cat. <sighs> <laughs> you know, once 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 this whole thing, by the grace of God, is 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 resolved, and uh, yeah, you know, I I'm always constantly reminded of, uh, I believe it's it's Romans, it's in Romans eight. Uh, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, and that that never promises that if you love God, He will bless you with everything. No, it's it's in all things. God's going to use that through his providence, through his will, through his, his sovereign mercy and grace uh, to, to benefit his people, whether that be through, uh, you know, correction. I mean, you could be a grievous sin and the earthly consequences of which are used as, as correction to you. It could be yep. this quarantine to, to rebuild uh you know, closeness within your individual family. It, it could be uh, to get um, Betty Sue, the Sunday school teacher for 43 years, to actually figure out how to use the internet. You know, it, it could be <laughs> any of these things. And I think what we have to, we, we really just have to say is, you know, once this is done, we will continue as we have before this started, but give thanks to God for the growth that he has used this situation to to kind of cultivate uh, in yeah. us in, in multiple ways. I think one last thing I'd say about this, um, and it's something that I'm trying to think through and think ahead on, and I think every pastor, church leader would do wise, be, be wise to do the same, is that you know, the crisis that we're in is quickly shifting away from a crisis of trying to figure out how to do church online to a crisis of how are we actually going to stay connected and minister to people if this thing drags on for more than yeah. you know 2 3 4 weeks like i mean yeah. you know the president extended the you know social distancing quarantine till the end of april now so now right. we're 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 looking at 6 weeks as mm-hmm. opposed to maybe what we thought might be two or three weeks. Now we're looking at six yep. weeks. And it could be longer. And I think the more time goes on, the more we're going to see that the challenge is not so much figuring out how to put out the content, whether it's live or pre-recorded and stream live. That, that's, not, that's not the issue anymore. Like we, in, in a matter of two weeks, Res, and, and it sounds like Christ Lincoln as well, mm-hmm. we figured out how to do church online, yep. so to speak. But now we, I think we're going to have to figure out, okay, as people maybe lose their jobs, as needs, you know, I mean, I've got people in the hospital right now I can't go see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's the challenge of ministry in social distancing. I think we're going to see that ramp up a little bit where we're going to be asking questions about, all right, how do we, how do we touch and stay connected with these people and journey with them through what they're going through, either whether it be a faith crisis, a financial crisis, a, a relational crisis, yep. um, or a health crisis, how do, how do we do ministry to these people that God's entrusted to us for not two, three weeks, but six, eight, ten weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be that long. Yeah, and it brings up, and I don't remember if we brought up Luther's response to the plague uh, in the last couple of episodes or not. I think uh, we alluded to it, but why yeah. don't you go ahead? Well, I mean, he said, you know, you know, with when the plague hit, uh, where was it, where he was, Wittenberg, um, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm going to, you know, make sure everything's sanitary. I'm going to, you know, not go out as much, but if my neighbor needs me, I'm going to leave those consequences to God, and I'm going to go help my neighbor. There you go. Even yeah. if he's sick. 
Well, and that might be, you know, like let's if you were to scale, John, what you're talking about from Romans eight twenty eight. He works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So the good is his purpose. It's not mm-hmm. our circumstantial improvement necessarily. Yeah. Right. It so could involve that. It could involve that, but it also could involve circumstantial de-improvement. Mm-hmm. That's a word. <laughs> because the good might be, like, like, imagine ministers in America being in the place where we have to choose what level of risk we're willing to take for the sake of, I mean, Jesus touched a leper, which in his day was just unheard of. You don't do that sort of thing, right? And, you know, him being the son of God, maybe he knew this is not a disease that I can contract from touching this guy. Sure. They didn't know that back then, though. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he, it's not apples to apples in that sense, but, and maybe Jesus did or did not know that in the days of his incarnation. Sure. You know, we, we, that's possible. I mean, I, in John chapter 13, it says, and knowing fully who he was, he grabbed Mm -hmm. a towel and a wash basin and washed their feet. So we know at least by the last supper, Mm -hmm. he knew fully who he was, but I don't think that he was wondering what Moses was doing in heaven while he was in the manger in Bethlehem, you know, right, right, right. laying there. So I, I, there was some growth of knowledge that he had. Um, he grew in wisdom and stature. So I don't know. He touched a leper, and we we haven't really been in, at that level of risk in, in, a, in a long time in, in the yeah. ministry context that we find ourselves in. So I don't know. What, how much good does God want to do in and through this crisis, and how long and how deep and how wide does this crisis have to go in order for him to accomplish all that good purpose? Right. Uh, that's a little scary and a little exciting. That's a little invigorating and a little sobering all at the same time well, when I think about that. I think of any time, whether it's something big like a pandemic or 9-11 on a national or global scale, or even when we've had you know minor shakeups on the local scale, uh, like even with our our building project, there's always going to be people who leave over that. Yeah. Um, and, and we did have a few people leave. Um, and, you know, the overwhelming majority of those people are all awesome people, <laughs> and we would welcome them back if they wanted to, but they're planted at other churches now. They're mm-hmm. rooted there, and, you know, we wish them the best. So that's fine. But at the same time, God is... I don't want to say pruning those people away because those are all good people in the body. <laughs> but but you get what I mean is is both churches in that situation ended up better for mm. for those transitions. And so on the global scale, um I think what God is doing is both pruning those people who uh may be on you know the just the consumeristic side of some mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. Uh, while also drawing some people who have been on the fringes and saying, "Man, I really miss this a lot more than I thought I would," mm-hmm. um, and then strengthening the core of the local churches at all all at the same time, plus a billion other things that we have no idea about. Well, biblically speaking, um, the the the. The greatest moves forward of the church in Scripture come on the heels of some of the greatest disruptions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, Jesus's earthly ministry, ministry was a massive disruption. Pentecost was a massive disruption. The persecution of the church was a massive disruption. Yep. Peter going to Cornelius's house and you know the spirit being poured out on Gentiles there—that's a pretty massive disruption. Yep. And then you know, not to mention the imprisonments and shipwrecks and and stonings and and other things. The stoning of Stephen, you know, the, how those things just evolved that's not the right word but it 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 set the stage for what god was doing you know it's it's throughout church history we see this is that you know people settle into rhythms and routines and complacency and then god just sort of disrupts all of that um and and the church comes out more refined and pruned not that rhythms and routines are bad 
not just, just the complacency. The part. complacency part. Yeah. That's right. And and I think the disruption right now is a good thing. There's no doubt about it. It's a good thing for all of us if if we endeavor to max like Paul says in Ephesians five, make the most of every opportunity in evil days. Um, right. We're in evil days, and we we have a heightened sense of awareness of that now, perhaps more than ever in our lives. And so we need to be filled with the Spirit and maximize it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks and what what new elements of this challenge the church is going to face in order to stay connected um, and continue to do ministry. Um, I'm, I'm doing my best to sort of just go, I, Lord, I welcome it, whatever you want to do. I, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's an element of fear and angst that I fight um, for sure, but whatever it is, it's going to be good. Yep, yeah. you are you are not wrong. Um, let's move on to the Inquisition. I'm getting hungry. We're, uh, <laughs> we're we're recording this later than normal. It's lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, we're. Uh, we had a gear question. I'm just going to trim that one. Sorry, Justin. We'll do that next week. Uh, so a couple of coronavirus-related questions and a couple of really good questions, I think. Uh, Brian Morris, as is tradition, uh, asked, <laughs> <laughs> how long can we, do we get abs- him on? Can we get him on the show? Yeah, we just we just need to have a Brian Morris exclusive interview, right? The Brian Morris experience. <laughs> uh, how long? Do we observe this quarantine as a reason to not meet before we defy the government and meet as a corporate body? So, you know, kind of recognizing Romans 13 is not uh, a blank check for the government to do whatever they want, whenever they want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, government is God's servant, and they should operate according to his parameters of what he's given them to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the moment... You know, our elders here at Res and at Christ Lincoln have said, yeah, it's probably wise for us to not gather in one space. Uh, so I guess big picture principles like not telling the government to stick it, because that's not really the Christian thing to say, <laughs> uh, but saying, no, what we really need to do in this situation is to gather. And we think that you're being at least unwise, if not maybe even tyrannical in enforcing certain uh, restrictions on gathering. <laughs> I, I, I have, um, I, I, I'm not willing to give an answer to that yet. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I think we, we tend to like go, all right, it's going to be this. I'm going to give the government three more weeks and then by golly, yeah. I just think you got to be careful with that. And I, I, do I have concern um, over the governor of uh, the government's reach into our lives during this pandemic, yes, because mm-hmm. I heard someone say recently that nowhere in history do we find where government reaches deeper into the lives of yep. people yep. and and retracts that reach. You know, when government yeah. gets more power, they tend to want to keep it. And so, do I have concern about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, do I think it's the 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 best thing? the right thing, the wisest thing for us to not gather right now for the sake of people within the church, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think right now we just need to leave it there uh, and and not – because I I don't think the the, the, the attitude of churches that are defiantly gathering right now is Christ-like or kingdom. And I'm I'm, I'm – feeling right now the impulse to stay, keep my distance from that, because I don't feel like those churches are acting like the church. And, and most of the churches that we see defiantly still gathering are more prosperity churches in the first place. Maybe. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the at answer least, to At that. least what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I have seen, for instance, uh, Jeff Durbin's church in Arizona, where at the moment they're saying, we haven't had a ton of cases uh, so we're still going to gather, but if you're sick, you are going home. Yeah, <laughs> like you better not come. And they'll and they're kind of keeping everything sure. fluid right now and saying, you know, if this really takes a turn, then yeah, we'll suspend mm-hmm. some stuff. 
which seems more reasonable. Uh, I think uh, the question comes from, maybe not comes from, but it's at least related to kind of that worst case scenario mindset uh, regarding government control, uh, which is kind of the same way of looking at the worst case scenario of this virus supposedly being able to kill 2 million people in the U S like that model had said before, before they walked it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where, where, uh, Doug Wilson had a blog, uh, where yes, the panic is bad. Um, but we also shouldn't panic because of the panic <laughs> panic mm-hmm. and reaction to the panic is still just mm-hmm. as bad. Mm-hmm. And, and so we need to, you know, keep our heads up, stay, you know, sober, um, in several ways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we do have more time to drink right now. Yeah. Don't get drunk, mm-hmm. uh, but stay sober minded with, with the situation. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, for me, the, the whole, the government question right now is not an issue of persecution of the church. Not yet. Not yet. Um, I don't, and I, I don't know that it, I guess it's hard for me to see it going there. Sure. Um, it, it, this is, uh, whether or not you think the government's actions have been right for society as a whole, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a direct attack on the church. And so I don't, I don't feel the impulse to respond to it in that way. It's more of a political issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. if, uh, it, you know, if the way that it went, I mean, churches really are the number one place where a diverse community gathers together. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. in the most regular way. Now, Lincoln has has implemented, uh, you know, these uh, no more than ten uh, uh, requirement um, with the force of law, although the, even the first two visits after a infraction, so to speak, is an educational experience with the DHHS. Um, but they have, you know, these restrictions apply to all social gatherings of which churches are implicated, but never actually mentioned uh, in the text, which I think was probably a face-saving uh, part on behalf of the mayor. Um, I think that I mean, this th- this is even more ridiculous. But if ever it got to the point and it's like, in order to preserve our, you know, our information infrastructure, churches be- are being asked to discontinue live streaming. You know, that would be that would be across by, the line by someone other than CCLI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think what I would do. I'll yeah. say this. I think what I would do before. I would do, you know, like defy the government by just saying, all right, we're having Sunday church, everybody come. I think what I would do is continue the online content and then divide my church up into groups of 10 or less with some sensitivity to elderly and people with pre-existing mm-hmm. medical conditions and, and and institute a lot of small gatherings uh, that are physical in order to, you know, yeah, I don't know. Maintain maintain connectedness. If the government says, "All right, nobody's gathering in any any sort for yeah. the next year," yeah, um, I mean that. Then we might have to ask some serious questions about that. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, one of I mean, I, you know, we're we're kind of up on time, but you know, one thing that that we're concerned about. I mean, the Lutheran Church is a sacramental church. Yeah. I mean, the, yep. the Lord's Supper for everybody is communion together you know, with the the body of Christ, um, you know, but with the sacramental Lutheran understanding, it is communion with the actual body of Christ as well, in with and under the bread and the wine. And we are in a place where we can't do that. Yeah. Yep. Something I mean, something that is is so high on on our understanding in of Sorry, my family's shouting upstairs. I should probably wrap this up soon. Um, <laughs> something that's so high on our importance meter, uh, so to speak, that that we are having to find very creative ways uh, to to do it. Now, obviously, if if uh, you're not able to partake of the sacrament, I mean, that's not going to jeopardize your salvation because t- receiving the sacrament. Uh, has has no more to do with your salvation uh, than uh, 
than anything else. I mean, we you got to remember that in all this, it's God that does the doing through everything. Uh, even in right. communion, God comes to us. We don't go to him. We're not... By eating it, we're not doing some some magical blessing on ourselves. It's it's God coming to us and be like, this is my body, this is my blood. In the bread and the wine, I'm nourishing you here. And so it's it's fine, but like we want to be able to provide that service that we've been entrusted to do, and and. Like that's that's one thing that we can't definitely can't do, um, you know, via the internet. Um, it, it, even the it, Lutheran Church Missouri Senate has said, you know, in home communion uh, consecrated over the television is is uh, you know uh, no es frio, not cool. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I I understand, you know, I I, I absolutely understand that, and it kind of gets into consecrationalist versus you know or, or receptionist. <laughs> I'm telling you, John. Yeah. I am interested to see how this is going to affect some of those things. I mean, you already have the Pope coming out saying, hey, Catholic Church. You can go ahead and go directly to God. Go directly to God, <laughs> right? And, and, Thank, and, re- and pray, praise be to God on high. I'm serious, man. People, now, people get a cough and the frickin' Pope confesses Orthodox Christianity. Gosh <laughs> darn it, we're on our way. So, you know, I'm... Res is not a sacramentalist church, um, yep. and we're probably going to do uh, communion on Good Friday with a live stream um, sure. and and let people in, engage with it that way. I'm not comfortable doing, like, just giving people a carte blanche. This is where maybe it gets a little fuzzy for me, is I, I don't like the idea of people taking communion um, without some sense of we're doing this with the church. Yes, because I don't that, like that's that. the point. That's the point. That's the point. Communion. Come union. You know, yeah, that's, that's the, right. That's the, the point. Thing. And so yeah. I I I have enough tolerance, theological tolerance to be able to say that I I I I, I think it would be good. It it's not ideal, but I still think it would be good for our church on Good Friday, because we can't gather with a live stream to come to the Lord's table. I mean, I just can't fathom going through Good Friday without taking yeah. communion. Like that, that and to for, me is, it, and, and so for us, that's, that's why Monday, I Thursday. Do that. You know, huh? Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday is 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 where where we you know celebrate the uh, the Lord's Supper as far as Holy Week goes. Right. Right. Um, and I think we're going to do like a shift sort of thing where like by last name or something, you have a different part of the building to go into. It's going to be this whole orchestrated thing, um, you know, which is, which is where our, our paradoxical sacramental understanding of things really kind of gets in the way um, <laughs> as, as far as logistics go. I, uh, my point is I just wonder how this might, reshape some of those things. I mean, my friend Seth Kane, who's been on this podcast, you know, they mm-hmm. they are having sort of this and I don't know how you'd feel about this as an Os- Osbergian, uh, <laughs> but they are driving a drive-through pick up your consecrated sacraments and here's instructions about how to get rid mm-hmm. of the leftovers so uh, that yes. yeah, via that, live that stream yeah. via live stream they can do communion they're an anglican yeah. church like and yeah the the leftover pieces i mean even in even in some uh some lutheran congregations you know the, the wine has to be disposed of uh you know into the earth or consumed by the uh the presidium you know whoever is presiding over the i want uh, that job yeah <laughs> oh dude i mean you ain't seen nothing till you've seen an 86 year old pastor down the rest of the of the common cup <laughs> I mean, buddy. they're probably fighting over that job. I mean, Mogan, and like they're using kosher wine too. That stuff's like like thirty proof. You know, it's, it's they're not messing around. Um, yeah, you know that's that's a thing with with such high regard we have um, for for the sacrament, um, and, and are admittedly unique. And of course, we would say biblical understanding of it uh, is. You know, it, it provides a a challenge for us, and 
that you know that's that's what's difficult. Uh, but you know, every time we bring up sacramentalism um, versus memorialism or or whatever it you know what have you, um, I'm always refreshed that that there is an acknowledgement of God working through it. Whatever that looks like may be explained differently, but God yeah. does work grace through this. And, and you're right. Yeah, baptism, uh, the act of being moistened does not save you. You know, receiving communion does not save you. You know? Yeah, that's right. I said it. Moist. You can't use that uh, word. You cannot use that word. <laughs> Better than used, I think. Moist and used is like a whole nother thing. Uh, but, you know, it's very refreshing just to, to understand that, you know, uh, that we share that our understandings may mm. differ, uh, but we can rejoice in the work of God, uh, in the grace he pours out through these various things in his own way. Um, and that point us back to the salvation solely accomplished by Christ on the cross, crucified and resurrected. So yeah. that's just yeah. a personal note from your friendly Augsburgian sacramental, uh, bro <laughs> over here in Nebraska saying, uh, I rejoice and give thanks to God that we can uh, that we can praise and uh, and give glory to Him for the work that He does in these things that we differ on understanding in. So that's Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Man, let's leave it there. That's a good note to end on. We'll we'll do another question next week. Uh, two questions that got bumped. We only did one Inquisition question this week. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so follow us and comment Facebook and Instagram at Westminster Effects. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. Make sure you buy your guitar pedals at WestminsterEffects.com. I'm kind of slow right now. Give me something to do. Uh, support stimulus the check special. <laughs> yeah, stimulus check special. Uh, support <laughs> the show at Anchor.fm. You can donate money and help us improve. You can also use your stimulus check for that. You can pledge to donate $10 a month for a year. You can actually pledge to, you know... Donate $1,200 for a year. I don't know. Um, get your choice of a Piper Drive version 2, Wickla Fuzz, or Pink Trouble Booster, and make sure you email me with your shipping address when you do that because Anchor doesn't provide me any kind of contact information. Um, I'm going to leave you with... Uh, I actually planned this out, John. You're welcome. Um, yeah, for real. I see that look you're giving me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering what extra content I'm going to have to produce to smack at the end of this episode. Hey, so how about you not worry about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a surprise for you, and then it'll be on the front end of what this actually is for everybody else. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>